Blog Talk Radio. This edition of Football Fan Rush Radio. I am your host, Cass. We have your co-host, Mike, on the line. And we've got a pretty big NFC North matchup to talk about today. We have the Bears battling the Lions. And we are also going to touch on this three-way tie for first place in the NFC North. Good morning, Mike. What's going on? I'm just glad we got a three-way tie because the Bears did what they needed to to win that game, which was the only they did, thing they, they could lucky. do to win that game. No, no, no. They, they took Aaron Rodgers out because without taking Aaron <laughs> Rodgers out, it was not going down. I'm quite sure the Packers, that was that was the first thing they thought about. Let's make a three-way tie. I know what to do. Let's take Aaron Rodgers out the game. Okay. I mean, literally, so without taking Aaron Rodgers out the game. They capitalized on that. Without taking Aaron Rodgers out of that game, I don't know, because the, the Bears' defense uh, could not stop Eddie Lacy. Now, in the Bears' defense, no one has been able to stop Eddie Lacy. <laughs> yeah, but, he's, he's always in beast mode. I love it. Hey, man, I'm not liking it. He's not looking like a rookie. Dang on, rookie. No. That's like my favorite rookie so far of the season. It, it really is. But now we have this three-way time, and the Lions are here in Chicago to battle your beloved Bears. So what is your take? Yeah. Uh, my mm-hmm. take on it is they can't they can't let Reggie Bush look like Adrian Peterson meets uh, Barry Sanders relived. Man, <laughs> I swear, he was looking like a cross between Thurman Thomas, Barry Sanders, and Adrian Peterson running around. The Bears looked like the Bears defense looked like it was standing still while Reggie Bush was the only one running. I think I think the first matchup was a, a shock. I I think the Lions really came in. And, I mean, they really shocked the Bears back in September. They weren't ready for or expecting anything that they came up against. It was totally not a true matchup. It was hilarious to me. And my running joke of the entire game was I felt like Reggie Bush was getting back at them for 2006. Yeah, that was a running today. joke, but the Reggie Bush – Reggie Bush is a much better player yeah, he, than he was in 2006. He wanted to go to the Super Bowl, but he wanted to go to the Super Bowl. And he made the mistake of pointing at the Bears' defense, and that was all she wanted. No, he made the mistake of pointing at Brian Urlacher. Brian yeah, yeah, Urlacher exactly. said, okay. So that was that. The Bears ended in Miami. You point, you, you point at Brian Urlacher, <laughs> Brian said, okay, that's what you want to play? Reggie Bush didn't do nothing for the rest of that game. Not at all. But just just honestly, seriously taking a look at today's matchup, there are still some injuries and some questions on the Bears' defense. Um, There are still a couple players questionable. There are players that are out. So when you look at the Lions and what the Lions are capable of doing, 
you you've got to at that point kind of question if the Bears defense is ready to handle them. And see, I don't think the Bears defense has been ready to handle anything all year, and that's saying a lot considering I, I, I defend the Bears defense every chance I get. They have not done anything. No, let me let me let me stop lying. The Bears defense has been too finesse for me, and the game against the Packers it looked like they came to play um, even before they got even before they got Aaron Rodgers out the game. That that play showed, okay, Shea McClellan was like, I'm getting tired of talking about in the media. Uh, Julius Peppers forcing an interception. The Bears' defense came to look like a Bears' defense. If they come out the box today the way they did last week, then we have a chance. It, it's just it's going to come down to how serious the defense comes out the box because uh, – we lost Shane McClellan, and although he's not great, he's yeah. a pass rusher. He's not. Yeah, he he's is. a pass. He, the Bears need to pass rush. He's not been a great draft pick up till now, but hey, you don't want to take any pass rush out the game. I mean, Corey Wooten is not. Corey Wooten is not a tackle. He's a, he's an end. A tackle is supposed to have some girth, some meat. You can't get past me. Running back can't get in between me. And we need that girth. We don't have that girth. So since we don't have that girth, we need speed. And literally, we lost speed too. No, that's not that's not helping us. And then there's a there's a there's a team uh, of Chicago Bears fans out here. One half of the Chicago Bears fans wants to get rid of uh, Major Wright. The other half of the Bears fans wants to get rid of. The other safety, so, like neither so one of think, our safeties think, are doing good. You think only one half of Bears fans want to get rid of Major? <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Well, I'm not, I'm not gonna say only one half want to get rid of him, but I was it thinking like two thirds. But okay, it, it no, is. No, 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 that's, it not, is, that's, it not, that's not. That's not what it, I'm saying. It, it, it is. It is bad. I mean, and it, literally, it's not helping them this, at all this season. It, it, it's not that only one half wants to get rid of uh, Major Wright. It's everybody wants to get rid of Chris Conte and Major Wright, but one half wants to get rid of Major Wright more. The other half wants to get rid of Chris Conte more. It's a crying shame when both teams want to both both sides of the Chicago want to get rid of the same players. Now I know how powerful. We've actually had a chance to see how powerful the Lions defensive front end. Mm-hmm. So thinking how a lot of us do, because I believe that Cutler sort of rushed himself back, and he is going up against the Lions defensive front. That's, that's, that's pretty big. Like, is he really ready for this game? Is, is he ready to endure what the Lions defensive front brings. I mean, they're, they're absolutely awesome. They're, they're awesome. See, I, I would have been perfectly fine with him not playing today. Because one of the things that I said, even going into the Packers game last week, is all the Bears over the next four weeks, because their original expectation was that he was going to miss four games, I mean, a minimum of four weeks, excuse me, 
and likely five weeks missing four games, that all the Bears needed to do was to split the next two games. So we won the game that we thought we were going to lose. So if he would have sat out today, I would have been Uh perfectly fine with it. I would have been perfectly fine with it. Because Josh McCown, no one's expecting him to go to the Pro Bowl. But Josh McCown is definitely a serviceable backup. He he knows the offense. He's not going to do it. He's not going to go out there and do anything stupid. He's going to, to play the game the way he's supposed to play the game. Now there has been a lot of speculation, so I want to hear your thought on this. Do you believe that Jay rushed back because this is a contract year for him? I think that has something to do with it. I don't think he's afraid of losing his position, but regardless, he needs to show both the Bears and if not the Bears, any other potential team that I'm a good player. I have to be able to play this game and say I want this nine-figure contract. He's not getting nine figures without showing that he, that that injury is not going to be a uh, what's the word I'm looking for a nagging injury on into the next season. And literally, I just don't think it was a good idea. Some people think he's afraid of losing his position. He's not losing his position. I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't even. Yeah, I can't see that at all. I really think he's not losing his, losing his position. Yeah, I so, am a little nervous. I do feel like he rushed back, and this this is a tough game because the Lions definitely want to claim first place, and they they want to hold on to it all the way through the end of the season and grab the division title, especially with the situation that's now going on in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers out, they really feel like right now they have a, a, a real big run at this. So I don't think this is going to be a forgiving game at all. They are mm-hmm. going to come at the Bears hard. I mean, you don't have a Lance Briggs in there. Like like we mentioned, the secondary for the Bears is very shoddy. Um, you know, even Peanut has, with, with his injuries and being often unquestionable, he hasn't been the peanut that we've been used to. So I just wonder right. if he's it was beneficially the game that he should have come back. I mean, some could argue that they came back because we need them more today than we will against the next two or three games so that if you re-injure yourself, we won't need you as much in the next few games. Because if you look at the Bears' next few games, I'm not saying it's an easy schedule, but let's look at it. you got the Ravens. They're not doing good. The Rams aren't doing good. Your Vikings aren't doing great. They're not doing bad, but they're not doing great. The Cowboys, unless they decide they want to run the ball, they're not doing great. The Browns aren't doing great. The Eagles aren't doing great. Literally, the next time I'm afraid on this schedule is December 29th. And that's against the Packers again to close out the season. Yeah. I'm not saying that the Bears are going to go undefeated. But that was my thing. And looking at the schedule, and yes, we have seen some things happen to teams in games that we just knew they had it won and they lose the player. I mean, it's, it's. so many things, but in looking at the schedule, and and we're we're coming into the home stretch of going into the postseason. 
was this really the game that he needed to come back? He was going up against a really good, a really strong defensive front. And considering I'm not, we know what the schedule is and, and we know what's coming up, I just don't want to see him really get re-injured again and then that becomes his career or official nagging season ending injury. I'm not in disagreement with you. I don't think that he should have played today. But one could argue that we will need him more today than we will over the next few weeks. And if that's the case, one could also say, well, if the Bears lose today, we've essentially lost the division to the Lions because there's no way to get the tiebreaker back. In order for the Bears to get the tiebreaker back from the Lions, they have to win today. Have to win today, yeah. They have to win today. Because um, right now, all three teams are 5-3, and three, and all three teams are 2-1 and one in the division. Mm-hmm. The Bears own this. And in that, in that tiebreaker setup, the Bears are, are number two in the tiebreakers. The Lions own the number one spot. The Bears own the number two spot because the Bears own the tiebreaker over, over the uh, Packers. And literally, one could argue, like, hey, if you're going to come back on any game, come back against the game that we need you to come back. I wouldn't have done it. Because personally, uh, there's been a few teams that have proven if you just make it into into the playoffs, you can show that you can do something. Uh, Arizona Cardinals got all the way to the Super Bowl just because they made it in the playoffs. The Giants have won two Super Bowls just because they made it into the playoffs. The Steelers have won a Super Bowl because they made it into the playoffs. Now, I'm not going to say you want to – to edge your way in, my personal thought is let's get in because the Bears have proven just mm-hmm. because you have a good record doesn't mean you're going to get in the playoffs. I would rather be a healthy team in the playoffs than a than a a team struggling to stand up. And I definitely agree with that. So now let's look at Detroit. We've spent a lot of time on on the Bears, but then let's let's look at it from Detroit's point of view. I mean, again, they definitely don't have as many injuries, and we just know we will no longer allow Nate Brosen to have pizza and drives. That's now illegal. <laughs> or did you and, hear the journal gave him an unlimited supply of pizza? <laughs> they probably did. Was he like sitting down or standing or at home? <laughs> You don't need to order any more pizza. You got some at home. And we do know he's definitely um, ruled out for this game, but then, you know, so many people didn't think Calvin Johnson could make, you know, the, the comebacks that he, he's made. I was so into the game when they played Dallas. I, I, I just I couldn't even move. Watching him go out on the fire, like, that was a really, really good game. It was really good. It was really intense. They had a great chemistry working. What didn't work, they figured out what would work, and they came away with the win. And with them coming off of a bye, with them having fresh legs, I just, this is going to start off possibly being a good matchup against 
the Bears team today, but I, I really, really feel like the Lions can definitely run away with this. Let me put it this way. You have nothing to say because I said the Lions can run away with this? No, 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 no. I said let me put it this way. I personally think that Peanut Tillman could be going up against uh, choose your third-string quarterback today. And he might not have such a great game because he he's still not he's clearly not healthy yet. So he's going yeah. up against Calvin Johnson. And if anybody is gonna exacerbate an injury, Calvin Johnson can do it. And the Bears starting second I mean starting cornerback, great. Their second string cornerback, not so much. Not so much. I mean, because one of the greatest things about Peanut Tillman is if he, if you beat him on the catch, you better continue to protect that ball through the play. Because Peanut Tillman has notorious to say, "Yeah, you caught that ball, but I'm still coming for it." it um, Tim Jennings on the other side, you might not necessarily beat him on the play. And the greatest asset about uh, Peanut Tillman is the fact that your Andre Johnson, your Larry Fitzgerald, your A.J. Green, and your Calvin Johnsons have to go into the play understanding, I can't just catch the ball. I have to protect the ball through the entire play. Because Peanut Summit is coming for the ball. And exactly. just, the threat, just the threat of him being out there, to me, is the greatest asset of him. If you so do you really the think threat, that the Bears right now have an answer for a healthy version of Reggie Bush that they saw in September as well no, as Calvin? No, they don't. No, they mm. don't because like, you need some girth on that defensive line, and they don't have it. They don't have any girth on that defensive line. They have a lot of speed. And I was saying earlier, all it takes is for Reggie Bush to be, to beat that first tackle. And once he beats that first tackle, he's turning on the Jets, and he's gone. And it's going to come down to how well we protect because with Henry Melton, his size was half of his thing. Even if he didn't have the strength to just grab you, you had to run around him. Well, Corey Wooten, he's strong, don't get me wrong. But Corey Wooten does not have the girth that Henry Melton had. Agree? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I I literally think we're we're going to see the – if the Bears have – a chance today against Reggie Bush, it will be because the Bears practice some very complicated things. It's not like our past defenses when you have Lance Briggs, Brian Erlacher, uh, Julius Peppers just saying, yeah, this is what we're going to line up and we're going to do it. We're going to tell you what we're going to do and you're going to have to beat us. Well, right now, when you have all of the injuries that the Bears have and players playing at 50%, like your Julius Peppers, like your uh, Peanut Tillman, when everybody's not 
you have to disguise a few things. The Bears used to be notorious for saying, we're not disguising a daggone thing. You're just going to have to beat us. Well, we can't do that right now. So if we, if we win, the defense will have disguised a lot this week. Well, good luck to that. So I forget you, forget you. I am you said good luck for that. That wasn't even sounding like a a positive good luck. It was like yeah. I I really go go up there and pray. Uh huh. Uh uh. No, I don't think I'm rolling out with that one. They talking about good luck with that. I I can say good luck with with your team, but you all already won this week. That's right on U.S. soil. Thank you very much. We have, we have two wins, but that's a conversation. But just the fact that you have to practice it. I know, that's like so crazy. That's, that's like weird, but we will get to that. We we will get to that. But um, with this, I am going to roll with the Lions. I just think the Lions are going to come in ready. I don't know. Jay Cutler is, is a really good quarterback. He, mm-hmm. he really is. And he does take command of the team. And we've seen him pull Wait a minute, time out, time out, time out, time out. I have to pause. Okay. Cassandra, just give Jake Cutler props of being a good good quarterback. Okay, I we're did. gonna need to we're gonna need we, to record still, that he, and keep getting play on that tape. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't get to backtrack and talk about a tale of two days. You just said Jake Cutler is a really it good is. quarterback. But for what, but I have in my lifetime of ever knowing you, I have never heard you say it. And not only did you say it. It's going to be archived and recorded. Yes, I cannot believe this. And we're going to archive and record it. I will never say it again. But for the sake of this segment, <laughs> <laughs> for, what, for what the Bears are working with, he works well with the offense. He, he, he really does. But the strategy works for what the Bears are working with. And I just did also oh, not so now you're putting it on the front. I didn't want to see him rushing. Well, I didn't say it, but well, I'll say it. But you know, in the, the past, the, the, he couldn't get arrested in the airport with the weapons he had. You know, <laughs> the Tyler B. Mars connection worked, but then we also saw it work with Josh Town. You know, hitting off Austin Jeffries. I mean, it's it's it works to what they have, what they're working with. It it, it gels together perfectly. So that's why I didn't. I know that he's the leader of the team, and he wants to put it all on his shoulders. And he feels like he's ready. He's been cleared to practice and play. I just. I'm just nervous, and because I know what the Detroit defense the front is capable of doing, and what we have seen them do, be illegal or illegal on the field, I just think that the Lions can and will take this, even though the Bears are home in Soldier Field, and even though it's only forty something degrees in Soldier Field, it's going to feel like it's like negative seven. But I still think Detroit can honestly take this. So I'm rolling with Detroit in this game. And I'm going to tell you, I truly have no idea who's going to win today's game. I'm not picking the Bears because of my heart, but I do usually allow my heart to be my tiebreaker. I don't know mm-hmm. who's going to win. And since I say this is going to be a head-up game, I'm going to pick the Bears because that's going to be my tiebreaker. I hope that makes some sense to you. Yeah, it, it, it does. <laughs> it does. So, I mean, so I, cause I literally see a close game. Because the Bears felt embarrassed, and I don't care how how 
once you get embarrassed, you like, man, I, I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to not be embarrassed this time around. But if the offense really gets loose on on for Detroit, there's no way. I can't see the Bears. I cannot see the Bears defense stopping them. I I really can't. With with the injuries and the holes and everything missing and going on on the defensive side of the ball for the Bears, I really cannot see them shutting Detroit down if that offense really gets going. Uh, and, the, the, and I don't the know if the Bears is, offense I, if I was... has anything. Go ahead. If, if I all I'm gonna say is if I could see, if I was the, the offensive coordinator of Detroit Lions, I say okay, we are gonna run this ball to Reggie Bush every time, every play we can to where Lance Riggs used to be. <laughs> well, <laughs> so again, I'm taking the Lions. You're a little heartbroken and torn right now, so we'll check back in with you later. But a game that has me a little puzzled, and yes, it does, is, you know, the the game that we are going to watch today with Green Bay and Philadelphia. I don't I don't really know what to make of it. But I do have a shirt that says Eddie Lacy is my favorite rookie. No offense to any other rookies. I, I, I love them all. There's been quite a few that have just really – Raise the bar, but just what I've seen from Eddie Lacy is like amazing. Okay, I will first off start off by saying that my favorite rookie wears green, but I will never say my favorite rookie is a Green Bay <laughs> Packer. My favorite rookie wears green, so he does not play for the Packers. My favorite rookie happens to be in New York, but that's a different story. Eddie Lacy oh, is the real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Geno Smith's my favorite rookie. Uh, yeah, Geno. But, but literally, I can't tell with this game is Chip Kelly going to put together a good game plan or is he going to make his style of play the most important thing? Because Chip Kelly, when they're when they're clicking on all cylinders. Sometimes he allows to say, well, no, I want to stick with our rhythm. No. Let your rhythm get you the lead. But once you have the lead, it's time to maintain the lead. And literally the problem that the the Packers had last week was their defense didn't even touch Josh McCown. And Nick Foles has proven if you do not grab me, I will burn you. He will throw the ball 9,000 yards for 1,400 touchdowns, and he will do it. And because they don't have a pass rush, even if Michael Vick came back today, that's not working in, a, in Green Bay's favor as well. So it's, to me, Green Bay can come out clicking on all cylinders on offense. Their defense will decide today's game to me. And their defense didn't look great against the Bears. No. And that no, shocked me. They, they didn't. I was shocked. I was very shocked watching their defense in that game. I, I couldn't believe it. Man, to, to see I mean, what I was know. going do, do you on. Have, do, you have faith? do you have faith in, in Seneca Wallace? See, it's not that I have faith in Seneca Wallace. I have never had faith in Seneca Wallace in general. He is, he's got experience, but you've got to have experience in doing something. 
they have, he hasn't had experience winning anywhere. I mean, Seneca Wallace was the QB in Seattle. Well, they didn't start winning until Seneca Wallace was gone. Uh, literally, I really think, like some of the fans believe, and I know when we talked about it in a meeting earlier today, uh-huh. I think Matt Flynn would be better than Seneca Wallace. I think Matt Flynn is not a good QB, but I think Matt Flynn knows this offense well enough and better than Seneca Wallace. Seneca Wallace didn't even get any preseason time because he didn't even sign with the Packers until the preseason was over with. And you and I both know he got zero zero kicks. He got zero snaps with the first team because Aaron Rodgers was healthy. So literally that's the only reason I think Matt Flynn is a better option than Seneca Wallace. He knows the offense. He knows the players. He knows what to do. Now, so, now with that, with, with, with talking about their QB situation, do you think that Vince Young should have, they should have kept Vince Young, like he should have stayed? I know there are plenty of people out there that believe uh, Vince Young fell down out of the crazy tree, hitting the crazy branch on every way down. <laughs> I, but I think he's a much better player. I mean, literally, I think he's a much better player, and I think his style of game is almost identical to to the style of game that Aaron Rodgers played. He has a great arm. might look like the ugliest throwing motion in the world, but his arm is a great arm, and he will scramble when it has to. And when he does, he's going to burn you. I'm sorry if you were to just – describe the player without saying one's name is Vince Young and one's name is Aaron Rodgers, you basically will be describing the same player if you just describe the style of game they play. And I, that's why when so why Vince Young you worked out with Green Bay, excuse me? Why, why do you think that hasn't been an option right now? Like well, everything one, from that plan, so. Well, one – if you turn out you don't like something, most of the time you just say, all right, two fingers. The Packers, <laughs> excuse me, the Packers had never oh, said they didn't like that Flynn. Yes, thank you. They never <laughs> said, said that they didn't like Matt Flynn. They traded him, um, <laughs> excuse me, because his trade value was Oh, my goodness, because I said again, is this Packers talk affecting, like, your Bears sensory or something? What's going down? Uh, 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 maybe, because I am allergic to the Packers. I am not a cheesehead. <laughs> I am but not a cheesehead. I, I, I know you're not, but you know what? We love the NFC North and, you know, but I, I literally the Packers. Think, I literally think that Vince Young would have been a much better player, but I literally think they just decided they didn't want to go with him. And sometimes when you just decide you don't want to go with somebody, you're not going back on that. And they just decided they didn't want to go back on that. Like I was saying, so should, they never, they 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 never said that they, they didn't. we go get Maslin? I mean, Every fan in the world that was a Packers fan at that game was like, oh, my God, somebody called Matt Sweat at home and just tell them to drive on and shoot up. I mean, I'll compare it it 
Matt Flynn was perfect in the Green Bay Packers uh, system, just like Matt Castle was perfect in the in the Patriots system. I mean, he might have just been perfect in that system, and like we we know that he can do good, and he did good against Detroit when Detroit went ten and four. I mean, ten and six. Excuse me. They didn't. He didn't do good against Detroit last season when they didn't win. He did good against Detroit when they did win. So they 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 believe in him, and they're like, man, uh, Seneca Waters, he's not proven. Um, it, it, I think it was a lot of factors, but honestly, they're not playing against a great team today, so they weren't in any type of rush. It, it, it's not like they were playing against the Lions this week like the Bears are. We're playing against Philly. we got some time to make this decision. Which Of which Michael Vick is still going to be out with hamstring injury, so he won't be playing. So let's look. Look at look at this game because the Eagles have been plagued with I don't even know like that's not even like the play from the Bible I have no idea what's going on in Philly I knew what happened when we saw them in their very first game we were like whoa like Philly is back and then I and, think what happened was and then they gave like, the ball I don't even know what happened they gave the ball to Shady McCoy all game in that first game, and they haven't concentrated enough on the Sean McCoy for me. Uh, literally, they've concentrated too much on we're going deep to Deshaun Jackson. Well, if if you know where they're going with the play, I don't care how good, how good or how bad your team is, I could go out there and defend them if I know where the ball is going to be on every play. They basically are triple covering Deshaun Jackson and throwing it to Deshaun Jackson anyway. That, to me, is not smart. Literally, the best game plan I've seen was, even though they they only played against, uh, people keep on saying they only played against Oakland. Well, Oakland's defense is the number four defense in the NFL this year, so it's not like they did a bad thing. They went in with a game plan for the first time this season. And if they come in with a game plan this week, they have a chance. This is going to come down to game planning. I will compare it to the Chicago Bulls last year. No Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Thibodeau did not panic. He came in with a game plan every game. And the Bulls had one of the best records in the N- NFC, I mean, excuse me, NBA East, their conference last year. They came in with a game plan. So getting it back to the NFL in this game, if Chip Kelly has a game plan, he can put the Packers on their heels. Because literally, uh, I hate to compare the Packers and the Bears, but they're basically the same team this year, including records. They lost. They lost their quarterback. They lost their best player on defense, and they lost a million other players. They are virtually the exact same team right now. So you have to game plan. Now, if it came down to it, though, I would have more confidence in the Packers this week because their coaching staff is going to put together something. Their coaching staff is like, okay, we lost him. 
All right, that means we need to spend more time in the film room with Seneca Wallace. Uh, exactly. That's sort of how I was feeling. I was like, okay, I, I, I don't see the Packers. The Packers were, were shell-shocked. They were not expecting what happened the other night to happen. They just weren't. They were all no, they weren't. Whoa. So what do we do now? And then they... And, they, and actually, the reason why the Packers lost that game is not just that they, they were shell-shocked. It happened so early in the game. Had it it did. It was very early, like the first, it was the first, the first drive. drive. So that just that just rearranged their whole game plan, and the Bears were able to capitalize on it. And you know, you you can't be mad at that. But today, I do agree with you. I you know they know what they're working with. They're prepared for this. And so Clay Matthews is back. Gonna, yes. And I, I do enjoy watching Clay Matthews. So I just like watching him play. Like, this is awesome. But we really have to see. I do think if the game plan is tight on the Packers, for the Packers, then, yeah, they will be silly because I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on there. And this is coming from a person who is a diehard Vikings fan. We could talk about what's going on there, win or loss or whatever. But I don't. I just. I just really don't understand. I don't understand how Chip Kelly cannot see what's going on and and make changes to adjust. I, I'm a little confused. Plus, there are a few other things. So the Packers, though banged up, hurt, missing players, a lot going on there. I still think they can edge this off. If they don't give up in this game, they, they can edge it off and they can walk away with a win. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing. The Packers in general, they're a better team, but their injury factor has made it to the point where you don't know. And no, really, you knew before Aaron Rodgers' injury. Right. I said you the injury factor. <laughs> I'm like, you knew. That's that's like the biggest key right now. So today will honestly be the first game that we see where they're prepared to play without him. They were totally not prepared for that with with, with the backup that they had hanging around. I mean, that's all to they keep really it honest, expected to do. To keep it honest, I'm a Bears fan myself, and I was in shock. Like, whoa. And it wasn't just – I'm going to tell you how in shock Bears fans were. I know plenty of Bears fans that do not like Shea McClellan. They're, they're, they feel about Shea McClellan the same way I feel about Major Wright. And they were like, oh, Shea McClellan is the MVP of the game. Shea McClellan for president. They were so happy. Like, not only did he injure Aaron Rodgers, he played good in the rest of the game. It's like, where is this guy? Where has he been for the last few years? <laughs> and it's like, where the heck did this come from? So it comes down to what he wants to do. Because <sighs> Aaron Rodgers, when he's in that game, he does what he needs to do. So it, it, I, 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 I'm literally putting today's game on two factors, the Packers' defense and Chip Kelly's game plan. Well, I might have more um, faith in the Packers' defense. 
Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. <laughs> I don't ever like putting faith in, in anything green and gold. Well, I'm going to say this. The Packers can't, if, if, if they go in and they're focused, even with Seneca Wallace there and Eddie Lacey and Beast Mode, you get some good plays at the start. You got playback. So if they go in and they're focused, I do really honestly think that they can actually pull it off. They can squeak yeah, by. I'm, 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 I'm an NFC game to watch. fan today. <laughs> I'm an NFC East fan today. So what's so 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 you rolling with the Eagles today? Uh, no, I'm I'm not rolling with the Eagles. I'm a fan of the Eagles today. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do you have a, a prediction for the win? You have you have to say it. In, in okay, form, I, I, say it in. I think the Eagles are going to lose today. Okay, so there we go. I'm a so fan of the Eagles have. today. I think the Eagles are going to lose. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the Vikings have so already still won. Torn. You're, still, you're still torn with, with uh, the Bears-Lions possible outcome? Yeah, I, I, I'm picking the Bears because I think that's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout 27 points in one quarter like the last game. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a very good game because so many people are honestly expecting the Lions to take it. So I think it's going to be a really, really good game. But, no, I don't see blowout either. As of right now, I don't see it. But I'm going to um, stay with my pick. Honestly, Thanks it's going to come down to how well did Jay Cutler look on that first drive. If he looks good, uh-oh, it's a good game today. If he looks not so good, oh, shoot, where's Josh McCown? Uh, wow. Well, okay, so yeah. now moving on to the man of purple and gold who got their first win, finally on U.S. soil, even though I think it should have been against the Cowboys, but we don't have time for that whole conversation. We're not going to talk about Um, that. You don't want to talk about that? You want to leave that alone? We're not going to talk about that. What do you want to say about that one? What do you you want? What do you want to touch on in that one? No, I just want to message you because they they had no business losing that game. (laughs) No, no. They honestly, I... I think I broke half of my kitchen. <laughs> like, oh my God, are you serious? No, they didn't. They didn't. That that was that was one, and it was like Murphy Law went against them. Nothing would have changed the play. The the defensive plays on the final drive. I I just wouldn't have done it. I could not believe that that was what was called. And I I am still I have I do not dislike Blair Wise. But I love Blair Walsh, but I just could not believe that he couldn't put it through the upright in a dome for the extra point. I just um, because if nothing else, the Vikings could have worked their hearts off and at least held them in field goal range. Game would have been tied. We could have at least seen some overtime play, but I that really should have been a Vikings win. So I think they just brought all that adrenaline onto the field when it came time for them to play the Redskins, which you feel the Redskins should have won. And I don't think they were. I don't. I think if there was a such thing as a half a point that you could get, the Vikings would have settled for that. They they just came out. They came out to play. Like, after losing okay, well, to the Cowboys, they were like, no. No, not going to. No, no, no. No. <laughs> like, we're no. It's not going down. Not right. two weeks in a row. They, they, no, it was, it was not going to go down. No, 
And I, if I remember correctly, I remember you saying something about, hey, every time we get to uh, RG3, and we're, not only are we going to, even if we don't sack him, we're going to twist that knee as much as we possibly can. They, we're going to make him hurt you. for the rest of this game. They they made him work. I mean, they, they got to him and they, they made him work. It was good to see a couple things on the offense. So earlier you mentioned about my feelings for Jay Cutler. And I will say, Ponder, up until he got hurt, he put so much hustle in it. He, he tried everything that he could to prove that he was not, he did not want to lose his job. This is the position he wants. He wants to be the starting QB. And I mean, it was so much hustle. I just, we almost wanted to go out there and just give him a hug, like, good job. That's good for you. So that's something <laughs> you that said, good job. You like you want to pat him on the head like he that five year old. Oh, right. you look so cute. You, you finally get it. <laughs> Is he the answer going forward? I don't think so. I think they still the Vikings still need to definitely get him. I think the Vikings are gonna the Vikings are gonna tank next season, not this season, and go for Jameis. Uh, <laughs> famous Jameis. They weren't expecting to tank this season. They were a little confused. They were like, "What's really going on?" <laughs> I mean, um, but I, it it was it was really good to 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 see them. Just, it sort of started to make us feel a little bit more confident in the Vikings. We saw some really good, solid football on both sides of the ball. And even when Matt Castle came in, he I mean he really just opened up the field. He he's so solid and, and poised and really confident, especially and putting the ball in the hands of his receivers. So it was really good to see them just in the mind frame of, I don't care what, we're not going to lose. I don't care what happens. I mean, literally, we, are we, not talked about our, we talked about uh, two teams. We talked about it in a pre-show meeting. I literally think there are two NFL teams that could benefit from having two player, two QB rotation, ironically, uh, Nick Foles and Michael Vick being one of them, although Michael Vick is not uh, healthy to play today. And I think the Vikings would benefit from a 2QB rotation. And literally, I think Christian Ponder has more talent, but I think Matt Castle is a calming factor. And a 2QB rotation would each time, uh, each time Christian Ponder just went out there and did something dumb. If the threat of Matt Castle was on every play, it would be a great motivating factor. Because Matt Castle, he may not go out there and throw 9,000-yard bombs on every play, although he has the ability to throw it far. Uh, if we're going off a of talent, most folks would go with Christian Ponder. Um, what? If we're going off a of talent, most folks would go with Christian Ponder. <laughs> Yeah, what, what kind of talent? What what kind of talent? Like singing, dancing. Oh wait a minute! Like, You're a Florida State fan. When he played Florida yeah, I know State, that. everybody thought he was. <laughs> oh man, Florida State has produced some good quarterbacks in their last three QB rotations. But Florida State has produced a lot of greatness into the NFL, but you know, some things are amazing. In college, hence Tim Tebow. And then on the pro level, mm, uh, Andre Ware, so, Tim Tebow, the list can go on. <laughs> right. I'm like, so 
And I just don't know. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I just don't think um, this is where he should be as as the starting QB. But his hustle. I mean, I just I just felt this time on myself. The chemistry. They they just they they know you weren't going to uh, give them another L. No, they weren't taking it. Oh, so we're gonna start the campaign to move. Uh, Tim Tebow to Jacksonville and Christian Ponder to Tampa Bay so they can be back in the state of Florida? Yeah, I don't care where they move either one of them. I just want the Vikings to go get him. <laughs> okay. okay. Like, just get him out of here. What is that? <laughs> just get him out of here. Well, the state of Florida does some people right, and apparently – uh, the state of Minnesota is not doing right about Christian Ponder. I don't think Christian Ponder likes that cold weather. I don't, even though he plays in the dome, he's he's moving around like man. My 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 brain got fried you know before what? I got here from walking in from that cold. But Shaq, and then next yes, season they cannot play. The next season they play in the whole season outdoors. In a warm weather state or or a cold weather state. But this is what you get paid to do. So, yeah. you, you, and this is what you have to do it, no matter what the conditions are. This is and he's not doing so do. well. You know, you have to, you know, I know he's got confidence in, in Adrian Peterson, but just some of the other plays with the offensive weapons that he has, I just don't feel like he's really confident in where he can put the ball. So to watch Matt Castle come in and just, I mean, the ball just dropped in Jerome Simpson's hands with coverage on him. I mean, that, that was Amazing, but you just see it in Castle's eyes. He sees what he's working with, and he sees what will and won't work, and he he looks at everything and every possibility. And you can even tell sometimes when he knows he called the play to go one way, and he's like, I, I, I got to go over here. I mean, I just, there's no way I can get the ball to you. But then he has he just has confidence in his offensive players from the tight end to, of course, A.T., he he does, and I just it's like solid QB play. Like nobody's asking him to come out there and be a Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or even an Andrew Luck. They're asking him, look, we need solid football play from you so that we can be successful in this game. And that's what he gives them, and I I, I love it. And that's like awesome to even have a backup QB that could do that. So imagine had if the Vikings had an, an amazing just starter that would have ended up in the Aaron Rodgers situation, unfortunately, I would not be mad with Matt Castle having to finish the rest of the season as as a Vikings fan. I'm not saying he's the, the greatest, but, you know, we also could have Seneca Wallace. So I'm really not I'm, – I'm, I'm definitely not dissatisfied with, with Castle's play, and I love the fact that he just brings a whole different spectrum to the game, how the defense is having to really readjust to cover him, but it's it's he's a really solid, solid quarterback, especially as a backup for the Vikings. So that was something that they definitely needed. So I'm happy with that. I was so happy. I mean, even moving Kevin Williams to nose tackle, I was so happy in what I saw from that defensive front. I mean, they they got to RG three. They and when I started seeing them make stops on third down plays, which has been an issue all season. You know, the, the third down plays, every team has been able to capitalize, if nothing else, a first down on the Vikings to keep marching down the field and in most cases eventually score. So it was honestly good to see more offensive plays that didn't leave 
the Vikings defense on the field forever, like the entire game. There, there was not a lot of three and outs. It was really, really good to see the hunger in the Vikings defense this time because they actually have a very good defense. I mean, you get Greenway and Allen and Robeson and Williams. I mean, they, they, they come and they play hard, and they've always been known to play hard. So what's been going on with a lot of the missed tackles, to see that almost get resolved in this past game, you had to be happy, Vikings fan or not. They were not going to lose, and they proved that they were not going to lose. So I'll take that first U.S. soil win over the Redskins, even though you think the Redskins should have won. I mean, the Redskins had that game won. How do you allow a two-touchdown swing to happen? And that's, to me, my point on why the Vikings – should not have won that game. The Redskins had that game won. And, yes, the Vikings won it that game. But you don't allow a two-touchdown swing to happen. That was, that was and is my point. No, they couldn't. They couldn't come back. They couldn't get it in. They tried. They went for that last-minute drive, and just the defense wasn't having it. I mean, I've never seen – Oh, well, I can't say never, but this season the play from the secondary has been really sketchy. So what I was able to see, I mean, from the rookie, Xavier Rose, what, what I see from Sendejo, what I saw in that game, like they were really hungry and they were, they were trying to do whatever they could to, to make sure that they secured a win. So it wasn't the greatest play that I've ever seen from the Vikings on both sides of the ball, but it was really solid. I like the chemistry. I like the attitude that they had. I'm sorry Christian got hurt, but then putting Matt Castle in the game and they kept moving forward, I was very satisfied with it. So I think they earned this win. It should be. This is so crazy to say. They should have three wins under their belt, possibly four because I'm still mad about the Bears game. But they got two. We got to be good with that. And we're just marching on to the next game as they're on their mini buy. And speaking of, like, what you see from RG3 and how he's come from being special at the beginning of the season to now, what do you think about him? Like, has he started to become the old RG3 again in your eyes, his confidence level? The problem with RG3 is his confidence level never left. He needs to know when to sit down and shut up. And he he rushed back too quick, uh, literally – uh, there are many people that believe he should have taken a page out of Derrick Rose's playbook and just sat out the whole season. Now, I don't know if sitting out the whole season would have been good, but, man, maybe the first four games, first six games, would have been much better for his leg because now he's still trying to he's still trying to figure out can his leg handle this. And as any defender on high school, college, or NFL level, they know if you have an injury – you target that injury. It's not a matter of we're trying to end your career, but when you're getting up, you give an extra twist. You give an extra punch. You're going to make sure they feel everything, and he is feeling everything. He, he was overconfident at some point, and sometimes that arrogance works. But sometimes you have to know when it's time to, to have some common sense. And I still am not – positive that he has that common sense yet. He making a statement last week after the loss, uh, 
stating that, yes, and if you remember last year, we were 3-6 and six before we won the division. Well, yes, he's 100% correct, and mathematically they still have a chance. The only reason they still have a chance, though, is because of how horrible the NFC least. I'm not even going to call them the East. NFC least is doing. They're doing the least of what is expected of them, and they're just going out there and playing football and not trying to win the game. Any other division, they would have been mathematically out of it. I mean, put put that three and uh that that three win record, that three and six record in the NFC North. Yeah, bye bye. The Bears, the Lions, and the Packers, bye bye. Which is not gonna happen. <laughs> well, it is now time. It's time for your your getting down to the end of the show. So it's time for you to give two minutes of your two minute drill thoughts on the NFC North and the outcomes, both past and present, within the last week. Oh, go right ahead. Past, present, uh, NFC North is going to come down to who wants it the most. And right about now, no matter how bad, bad the Bears and the Packers want it, they don't have the players to win it. The Lions have to come out today and the next two weeks saying, okay, we want this. I'm just not confident the Lions have gotten there yet. They just don't feel like they're there just yet. The Bears and the Packers, they want to win, and they come out showing every week we want to win. I don't get that that hunger out of the, the Lions just yet. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree. You disagree? I disagree. If, they did, if, if they didn't have that hunger... That would have been a W for the Cowboys. So I, I disagree. I, I'm not saying that they want to lose. It's just, I just no. don't. It just don't feel like they're there just yet. Uh, maybe next season they will be there, but they're not just there just yet. The Bears and the Packers, when they win – you still feel them picking themselves apart. When the Lions win, it's like, yeah, we won, yay. Well, when the Bears win and the Packers win, they're like, no, nah, we did horrible. We got We still got to go fix this. And to me, that's what I want out of my teams. I want perfectionists. I want people out there saying, no, nah, we won. We'll take a win because it's a win, but no, nah, we ain't do good enough. And I just don't feel like the Lions are right there yet. I think they're there, but it's unfortunately time for us to wrap up so we could continue the conversation about the Lions' heart and if they're honestly ready to take one to the postseason and be the NFC North Division champ. So signing off this week from Football Fan Rush Radio, I'm your host, Kaz, and just co-host Mike. Tune in next Sunday as, as we roll and talk about Week 11 and oh, what we really expect to see. One last thing is catch your host, Cassandra Hunt this week at Union Park. Catch your co-host Mike this week at the Velvet Lounge if you're in Chicago. And with that, happy game day Sunday.